0: Welcome to episode two of building Habits habit of feeling good. I'm your host, Dante, and in this podcast, I share tips, habits, and ideas every day that help you expand your well-being, your ease, and your happiness. So last night, I was, well, more accurately this morning, I was talking with my aunt, and... We were talking about how we're talking about trauma and darkness and pain and a lot of stuff I covered in the last episode. Which if you didn't check out yet, I encourage you to definitely go take a listen to that. That's a it's a long one, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. And we were talking about how I have an uncle, right, who's who's dying. He was given well, according to the, the hospital, the doctors, right? They gave him like six months, eight months max, I think, to live. He has cirrhosis of the liver. Uh, but he, he stopped drinking. He's trying to see if he can kind of make a comeback by not drinking anymore. We're talking about him. We're talking about how one of the best things for healing is to love somebody but without, you know, conditions, without trying to teach them a lesson, right? We had some family come up to visit said uncle and didn't necessarily approve of, you know, what my uncle had done in the past. A lot of family drama. And you you can always tell. You can always feel it. It's like the look in the eye. It's the vibe. You know when somebody generally cares about you, and loves you, and there's no conditions to that love. You can just feel it. It's coming from a pure place. And you can feel when it's conditional, when it's not pure, and it doesn't feel good. Right? And that's, that's the topic of this episode. That's what I want to talk about, how when we love somebody, it should come from this place of unconditional love and how love is really the answer for everything. That's it. It's the most healing, powerful force. Not just for others. I just woke up. <laughs> to keep <forgive> the odd <laughs> Not just for others, but for ourselves as well. If you think about it, when we're coming from a place of love, we're coming from that place of curiosity you know, satisfaction, ease, having fun. But when it's conditional, that's where anger comes in. That's where frustration, irritation, anxiety, fear, all these they'd call in the spiritual community lower vibrational states. It's it's really funny how Simple, it is, right? We were talking last night, and it just kind of occurred to me, I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, it, it literally is the the one thing that you can always default to to solve all your problems, right? If you have a disagreement with somebody, you know, whatever it might be, love them. And it's funny how when I say that, right, we are talking last night, when I said it now, and last night as well, when I brought that up, right, when I thought it, I was like yeah and then I had a reflection to like all the the people I grew up with from you know kids in high school to like certain family members or friends of family members and when something like that was talked about it always be it'd be like laughed at right <laughs> and and they'd be like don't be a pussy you know and maybe it might have been even jokingly like, like not maybe like explicitly serious like you're pussy because you're talking about love. You pussy, but even the act of making fun of it alludes to the fact that, well, w- why are you not okay with this, right? Why is this causing discord, causing some friction that you have to joke about it? It's kind of like when you're talking to somebody in conversation, and, and like they make a joke, they're like, ha ah, ha they kind of look at everybody, check to see if they're laughing too, right? It's, it's almost that sort of thing, right? It's like being in reaction. And I think that we so often move away from just responding to things with love. And it doesn't have to be really overcomplicated than that, you know? Like, Really? Um, my mom, who I talked about last episode, drinks a lot, she's super depressed, she's also super awesome. (sighs) For a long time, I was, like, mad at her, and, like, absolutely hated her husband, because he drinks a ton, you know, hurt her in the past, verbally abusive at times, and not much has changed, except you know, the physical and verbal part, occasional, you know, verbal stuff, but, I mean, I don't really like the guy, right, Like I'll talk to him and stuff, but I don't really like him, and before I I hated him, so it's (laughs) it's gotten better, but then it occurred to me, you know, like, okay, what is hating this person? doing is it making the situation better no there's having boundaries right doesn't necessarily mean that when I go over there I have to like laugh at all his jokes and respond to everything he says and follow him around like a little puppy I can be grounded in who I am without having to fall into his frame right be reactive to who he is his vibe his energy what he's talking about which I definitely did in the past with many many different people That's just him, right? Especially for people who've been like subjected to a lot of trauma and pain. You're not, it's hard for you to be grounded within yourself. Because what is yourself? Your baseline's been lowered so much. Self-esteem's kind of like went down the drain. So you kind of just look for whoever has energy and you kind of just be around them to kind of siphon some of that energy to, to feel good or to laugh, or whatever it might be. But it's hard for you to be grounded, because you're not generating energy within yourself, right? You're not generating the good emotions, the good vibes to heal you, right? So, what's that doing if I'm holding him in that vibration? Well, if we take a look at the Law of Attraction, whatever we're putting out, we're getting back. So, if I'm putting out that frequency, that vibe of, I hate you, <laughs> then I'm gonna get like, it's gonna reflect that, I'm gonna attract that, it's going to be true, it's gonna become a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It's, it's not like he's gonna change magically. However, right, I'm gonna keep getting the same, I'm gonna keep believing the reasons why I'm hating him, and those reasons are gonna keep, I'm gonna keep seeing that, those reasons, they're gonna keep being true, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost locking myself in this reality where that 's all there is, and then, in the meantime, it, the hate keeps festering and festering, and then maybe it leads to like outbursts or lashing out, or various different things, maybe directly with him, maybe just in my own personal life, maybe it leads to you know anger problems, like all sorts of different things, all sorts of things manifest as a result of this vibrational you know fissure fracture, not being in alignment because that doesn 't feel good right hitting somebody doesn 't really feel good <sighs> caveat. There are times when it feels good, but where's the place it's coming from, right? Is it coming from, like, joy, peace, fulfillment, satisfaction? Or is it coming from that dark place of, like, yeah, I'm satisfied, but I'm satisfied because, like, I'm feeding off the hate and the dark emotions, which is a little vibrational, <laughs> right? But if we spawn with love, well, the cool thing about that is... For ourselves, vibrationally, we hold ourselves in this state of joy, satisfaction, acceptance, allowance, right? Not focusing on what's wrong with this person, but focusing on what's great about this person. Because we have to ask ourselves, why is this person the way they are? Why is this person acting in this way? Probably, my guess is they were hurt. They were subjected to a lot of pain, a lot of darkness. They you know are struggling with emotions and various things, right? So hating them and responding with those lower vibrations doesn't help the situation. It keeps this self-fulfilling prophecy. It keeps you focused on what's wrong instead of what's right, what feel what feels good, what's fun. One of the biggest tells nowadays for me like whether someone, you know, spiritual teachers, why, excuse me, <laughs> when talking about spiritual teachers, I just woke up guys, I'm, I'm a, little, a little over the place, when I think of spiritual teachers, let me rephrase that whole thing, what I look for now, what's like a big tell for me that they're on point, right, they, they, know, they know their stuff, number one, the content, what they're saying, of course, but number two, the big one is laughing, right, laughing, because laughing is releasing, laughing is allowing. You can't laugh when you're having a pain body attack, A.K.A. you're suffering in a, a negative emotion, a lower vibrational emotion. Uh, you get triggered. You're in reaction to anger, to fear. Right? And you get mad. It's hard for you to laugh. Now you can. It's possible to shift. Right? The example I gave in the previous episode: this girl was, was, she posted on Facebook. She was pissed off because she had to wake up, and she was like, ah and mad and then I comment something she comments and I comment something and she kind of like kind of like laughed right said like haha lol whatever so it's possible right by exaggerating it by dramatizing it you can make it funny and it has to be done in kind of like a subtle way because you don't want the person resisting it because they think like you're just trying to get them to change it kind of has to seem organic there's a little bit of subtlety to it but you know it's possible, but I'm saying that the fact when you are laughing, it's coming from a pure place, of not control, not reacting reactivity, but allowing. It's actually a really awesome state of presence. Right, you're you're kind of out of your head, and you're just like laughing and letting go, and it's really cool. So, when we bring that, that can be very very healing, very very therapeutic. If you're talking to somebody. You can feel the judgment, you can see the judgment in their eyes, disapproval, We're, we're, we're going to get that, right? If we judge people, we're going to get judged, we're going to, we're going to see judgment in our lives, we're going to attract that, right? If we put conditions and limitations on, you know, who deserves our love, right? Like, oh, I, I can only love you and approve of you when you act in this way, when you do this. Well, what are you attracting? Through law of attraction. What you're saying is, oh, I can only love people conditionally, so I can only be loved conditionally. When I act in a certain way, when I act, you know, when I do this. But that's not what you're, you really are deep down at your core, right? You come from source. Source is love. It's pure positive energy. It doesn't have conditions, (laughs) right? You came into this physical body to have a human experience, to grow, to learn, to evolve, not to be loved conditionally or to love conditionally. You're extremely powerful, extremely strong, and one of your greatest tools is your focus. And when you combine that with love, right, your natural default state of being, you can like transmute people's vibes, energy, states from lower to higher very, very easily. And it's, it's kind of own defense because when you are putting out that vibe of love, you are happy and you're good and you're satisfied regardless of what's, what else is happening. So you can attract that, number one. But number two, if people don't understand that, then I'll get that. That's a reflection of their state of being, not a reflection of what you believe in. That's why I don't really judge. Well, a, a piece of that is why I don't judge people. You know, when they say like, "Oh, I believe in Buddha. I believe in, you know, Krishna. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus." I'm like, cool. You know, if it makes you happier, and brings you joy, and you find it satisfying or exciting, or you know, it helps you, that's cool. That's all I really care about. I don't care about being right. If it's helping you, awesome. Why do I have to be right? Why do I have to prove, right? If it resonates with you, that's all that matters. I'm not looking to be right. I'm looking to see what helps and what is working. And if it's helping you move closer to the state of love, of the state of non-judgment, that's the best because it's, you're going to start to attract that within your own life right and then it's it's pretty much game over at that point point. And, and life gets much much better we also talked about last night or excuse me this morning Psst, go play go on go dog go play I gave you pets we also talked about how we can really be blind to the gratitude, to being grateful, to appreciating and acknowledging all the good things currently in front of us. It could be this tea I'm sipping on. It could be the dogs running around. We can be blind to it. And I think reactivity, reacting to things, is the single most number one culprit in, in blinding us or blocking us off from feeling amazing. And we're laughing, my aunt and I, because we're like, you know, what's funny when you're in this like really good mood, you're laughing, you know, things are happening. Uh, you're focusing on all of the cool stuff in your life. It literally feels like it's always been that way and it's always going to be that way. But when you're in a, a crappy, shitty, down mood, depressed, angry, fearful, scared, worrying, and anxious, it feels like. That's all you're ever going to get, and that's how it's always been, and it's never going to change. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Take it right when you wake up in the morning. It's hilarious, right? Think, think back to like, you know, during the, the nighttime, okay, and you had a goal. You're like, I want to do this when I wake up in the morning, and then you woke up to your alarm, or you, you know, maybe you woke up just naturally. And you're like, I fucking do not want to do that thing. <laughs> right? Because what happens when we wake up? I t- touched on this last episode. We're, we're, we're waking up to this state of consciousness. And if if we're not being deliberate, if we're not focusing that consciousness in a particular direction, right? Then... If we're not doing that, the default is we're going to react to whatever happens to come into our field of experience, whether that be a text message, someone else in the house, you know, your job, a thought. And that's where all the unhappiness comes from. Now, I've had mornings where I like woke up and like was just laughing right off the bat, joking around with people. And I've had other mornings. Where I felt like shit. And my whole day was like plunged into chaos and discord and friction and difficulty. And that's, that's literally, you know, your, your body's telling you that this is not in alignment. It's your emotional guidance system. And when it feels like crap, that means it's not in alignment with who you are. It's not in alignment with your source being, your higher being yourself and it's it's, it's little practice right just like anything the more we practice it the easier it gets the more we practice noticing acknowledging what what am i reacting to right now right before too much momentum has been created because too much momentum has been created in the direction of the thought or the feeling or emotion or you know whatever it might be well then it's really really hard to kind of you might be able to notice it. You might be like, all right, yeah, I definitely know what I'm reacting to, but I built so much momentum in this direction already that I feel like crap and it's very hard for me to, to change. It's kind of like like this merry-go-round going at full speed, right? The thought, it's got all this momentum. Merry-go-round's going at full speed and you're trying to hop on the merry-go-round and stop it. You're gonna get hurt. You're gonna like get knocked off and fall into the ground. So you can't really do that. We have to like gradually slow and gradually, you know, shift directions of the thought. But if we can catch ourselves before we've built too much momentum, then we can notice what we're reacting to. And then we can choose to shift our focus to something that does feel better, something that does feel good. We can slowly start to fine tune our vibration and increase our sense of well-being, our feelings of well-being, ease and happiness. Uh, a good way to stop momentum, to kill momentum, if you are in a state of, of worry. You know, sometimes I'll post, well, not sometimes, a lot of the time I'll post stuff on Facebook and I'll get comments and stuff. And sometimes those comments are from people who are suffering and they're in pain because of various circumstances. Your circumstances might suck if you're paying attention to them <laughs> and giving energy and focus to them. But I want you to know that your life circumstances are a reflection of your internal feelings and your internal focus, right? You create your external reality from within. That's how powerful you are. I'm not just saying that. That's true. You are extremely powerful. But what are we focusing on, right? What have you been focusing on? Well, look around you, (laughs) right? What you've been focusing on internally, what you've been thinking, has been producing what's around you. Now I'm looking at a sunset. It's pretty pretty damn amazing. And the birds flying around. It's a really good day. Just wanna throw that in there real quick. Um, but a good way to kill all momentum is to take a nap. Literally go to sleep. That's like a reset system. Right? It's too much, too much momentum, try to take a nap. Try to try to focus. <sighs> Big yawn, Try to focus Gradually shift your focus onto something that's more carefree, more light, more easy, uh, funny. Try to exaggerate what's going on with you. Try to, you know, I don't know if dramatize it would be the correct use of that word. But we want to shift to that state of, of laughing and making fun of it because it's too real when you built up too much momentum. It's too real. You're, you're fully immersed in it. <laughs> it's like you're playing a virtual reality game. It's like, ah, oh, except it, it, it's it's like real now, right? It's like you're actually in the game. It's too real. You're identifying with it way too much, right? As Eckhart Tolle would say, you're having a pain body attack. You're, you're triggered by it. So go take a nap. You know, go for a walk, right? When, when, a, when a mom and a kid are like screaming at each other, okay, what they should do is not keep screaming at each other. They should just literally forget about what the hell they're talking about and go do something else together that would distract them from why they got mad in the first place so they could actually calm the fuck down and then revisit the situation level-headed without being triggered, without having a pain body attack, and resolve it and have fun, right? It's, it, it, and that applies to what I was just talking about. It wasn't just like a, a random injection of... of you know, hyperbole or whatever, that was literally like a a good recipe for getting out of of momentum. You can't take a nap, you're at work or something, right? Just completely go do something else, right? Go to the bathroom, Splash some water in your face, tell yourself a stupid, silly joke, right? Go, go buy your coworker a coffee or some food from the vending machine. Right? Get away from, from the momentum. So I'll, I'll see these people comment on Facebook or, or, you know, wherever. Or, you know, send me a message. And I'm like, they're like, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, and I feel like this way and I've always been this way and da, 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 da. <sighs> And part of me is kind of amused because I'm like, what you're saying is not actually real. But it also is very, very, very real. But because we're resting our focus on it, do you know what I mean? It's so important to realize and recognize where we're putting our focus because you can think of our focus, what we're paying attention to, is what we're making real. It's what we're creating, it's what we're attracting. So if you want more money, for example, You don't want to focus on, you don't want to say, like, I want more money. And then at the same time also be saying, but I don't have it. (laughs) But I want it, but I don't have it. That sucks, but I want it. You want to instead say, okay, I want more money. What does having more money feel like? Right? I think I did this in the previous episode as well. What does having more money feel like? Well, it feels good. It feels satisfying. I feel free. I feel like I could do things. I don't feel constricted. I feel light. I feel loose. I feel safe. Mm. I feel closer to people because I don't feel like things are blocking me, things are in my way. I feel like I can share more. I feel like I feel I feel I feel capable, I feel strong. Feel more creative. Right? And just practice. Just throwing words out to get the feeling of what having money feels like. It's exciting. It's surprising. It's fun. It's thrilling. It's pleasurable. There's ease. Right? Focus on the feeling. Fine-tuning, developing the feeling of what having money feels like. And then through law of attraction, you will attract that. But the key here is not then focusing on the fact that you don't have it. It's feeling it, setting the intention of like, I want more money. So, what's the feeling of having more money? Okay, let me tune into that. Cool. Great. That's done. Okay. Moving on to the next thing. Let's go get something neat. <laughs> Let's keep having fun. What else do we want? You know? And sometimes action. Sometimes you'll get inspired to take action and follow the inspired action. If you don't get any inspired action to take, that's fine too. Just have the feeling of what that feels like. Tune into it for a little bit and then let it go. But your state will shift as you do that. You'll become more loose. You'll become more happy. You'll become more grateful. You'll have more fun. You'll become less heavy, less dense, Right? And you'll shift more into that state of like, oh, it feels like I've always been this way. (laughs) Yeah, it's always gonna be this way, I'm super happy. Like what? I can't even believe I was stressing about that thing in the first place, like what? I was worried about that, what? (laughs) Right, there's a quote by Albert Einstein, you can't solve the problem with the same level of thinking that created the problem. I would say it the same way, just a little bit differently. Um, You can't solve a problem from the same level of vibration, right? can't vibrationally solve a problem with the same vibration that created the problem. You have to go above. You have to raise your vibration. And then by doing so, you're you're not sometimes being really close to the problem kind of blinds you to the solution to the problem. Right? So if we step back from the problem, then we can actually see the problem and and from a different perspective, from a distance, and we could see the solution to the problem by shifting how we feel about the problem, and all these different doors open up, so pay attention to what you're focusing on, pay attention to, to the momentum you're gathering, pay attention to what's consuming your time and energy, a lot of the time it's, it's autopilot, Every day is kind of on autopilot. We're, we're recycling the same thoughts we had yesterday. Same emotions, same feeling. And we're doing the same habits. And a big part of that, I think, is just we're not paying attention to how we're feeling about these things. We're, we're kind of sloppy <laughs> with our thoughts. But it just requires practice. little by little. A little fine-tuning here. A little fine-tuning there. We just get better and better and better, more happy, more satisfied, more fulfilled. As we get better at this, we get better at being deliberate creators, and we start to create more and more within our reality of what we want, which feels better and better, and then you just start crushing it. That's how you raise your vibration. That's how you have healing. Now, I know people who, and I've done this myself, who... You know, dive into their past trauma and identify it and you know, see what's going on, see what's wrong, see what happens, see how it affected them. And I think there's value to that, but there's also a great deal of value in just identifying what you do want and training your focus and your thoughts. You don't need to, to pay for past mistakes or you know, beat yourself up or, or whatever, and you don't even need to to look in your darkness and and make amends and talk about it all the time like you don't necessarily have to do that you can instead just start focusing on the things that make you feel better and the things you want minus the focusing of the lack of right you can't say i want something and then feel that feel how that feels and then at the same time also say but i don't have it i want that but i don't have it you see there's discord there there's friction there there's not alignment there's a fracture, there's vibrationally a split. So you have to be completely aligned in one direction, <laughs> right? Because if we say, I want that, but I don't have that, you're gonna get more of that, you're gonna get more of that feeling. So we don't wanna do that, we wanna say, I want that. What does that feel like? That feels good, feel that emotion. Then you will attract things of a vibrational match people, places, events, opportunities into your life that will give you and match that feeling, that vibration. That's what vibration is, just emotion, just feeling. So going back to the topic of this episode, love. A good way of fine-tuning your emotions and your vibration is looking at... How you're responding to life and choosing to respond with love instead of conditions or limitations. I remember I gave you this girl. She was awesome. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite people on the planet. Favorite humans. We are together for like three years. I think like a year and a half and then three years, the last, you know, I guess it would three, right? Two, yeah, the the other year and a half, ish. <laughs> it was just kind of like off and on. So not together three entire years, but like a year and a half solid and then off and on. And when we broke up many many times, I was like a complete wreck and depressed and wandered back and got her back a few times, which was incredibly thrilling. And in that back together sex is some of the best sex on the planet. But there's pain and stuff there because I was putting conditions on the person. So there's an argument to be made about, well, if you're unconditionally loving somebody and they're like hurting you, they're disrespecting you, and isn't that like delusion? Yeah, sure. But... Again what, are, again, what are we focusing on here, right? We want to focus on unconditionally responding to people with love and to the events and to the circumstances with love, right? That's the solution. Let's say I get up and I want to make a video, I want to film a video, but I'm like, ah, oh, what are people going to think about me? Is that love or is that fear? Oh, cool. We've identified. Well, that's fear. Great. Cool. Now, now now, we've identified it. Awesome. Well, that's one part of it. But the next part of it is then going, well, how am I going to respond here? Am I going to be reacting to it? am I going to be responding to it? Let's, let's respond to it. Let's be proactive. And by responding to it, let's respond with love. So let me go, how do we do that? Well, we have to fine-tune our thoughts because the thoughts produce emotions, which produce feelings, which produce action. So instead of going, oh, what are people going to think? Or... Oh, it's going to be too loud, or da 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 instead, I could go and think, you know what? This is going to be a really great video. I'm really excited to film this video. I'm really satisfied and passionate about what I'm going to be talking about, and I'm going to have a lot of fun sharing it. We're going to share a really cool topic, my perspective on that topic, and it's going to be a blast. And I'm not going to be screaming, so, you know, if it's kind of early, take right now, for example. I'm not going to wake anybody up, you know, I'll talk loud enough, and if someone really has a problem with that, you know, it's a state of reflection for that person that says a lot about them, right, and the odds of that happening are extremely slim, (laughs) and um, yeah, I'm just going to go have fun with it, right? But we have to catch it before it builds too much momentum. Because if you get too much momentum, then you're just kind of locked in that state of fear. So then you have to distract yourself, you know, walk away. Um, which is one way. The other way of of doing it is actually just pushing through it. Right, hustling, grinding, plowing through. Uh, when I was in the dating and pickup community, working for um in, for certain companies and. I talked about in the previous episode and approaching strangers on the street and talking to them. Um, You know, a big part of that philosophy is regardless of if you're scared to do it or if you're not feeling aligned or you're feeling anxious to just go do it anyway. I think you should definitely do that. Not... Not because it's hard or subject yourself to pain, right? I remember one night, I went out to the club with some friends. It was my first time going to a club, and I was literally so anxious. I literally just walked around the club like seven times, not talking to anybody, because <laughs> I was so anxious. It was so like overstimulating, and then I went outside and like wanted to kill myself because I'm like, I can't talk to anybody. If I can't talk to anybody, then, then what does that mean? And like, I'm just I'm shit and. Then, cause I want to work at this, this dating company at the time. I was like, like, they'll never hire me. Cause I'm fucking, cause I can't even fucking talk to people. It was just like this huge negative spiral. <laughs> so it's valuable to, in that instance, which I've done before, right. Been scared, feel the feeling, but then did it anyway. It's cool to do that. Not for the sake of just having pain and just rah, plowing through, but it's useful just to show yourself that you can. To show yourself that the fear and the lower vibrational emotions and energy is not you. It's just reacting to these thoughts, right? But they're not you, right? You have thoughts, but you, not, you, you are not the thoughts. You're just like a, a radio transmitter, right? You're a creator and you're using the law of attraction. The very power of the, the, the fabric of the universe to help you channel and create your dreams the reality that you want you're harnessing that power and directing it using a tool tools excuse me and that those tools or tool are your thoughts and the thoughts create emotions right and by listening to your emotional guidance system you can tell okay this thoughts in alignment this thought is not in alignment and then those thoughts excuse me those emotions produce feelings how you feel about it and then that leads to taking action which produces results. So there is, there's a lot of value to be had to to showing yourself that you can do this. And there's been instances where, you know, I was talking to a really attractive person and it was effortless. And everything I was saying was just hilarious because I wasn't trying, I was just grounded in who I was and just sharing. I didn't have any goals, you know, I didn't have any objectives right? Maybe I wanted to maybe get to know that person, see what they're about. It's like curiosity. But I didn't need anything from them. I wasn't seeking something from them, right? Be it approval, be it a result, whatever. So that state came from place of love, right? If you're in a state of fear or something like that, no reason to bash yourself for it or you know, identify with it. You can still take the action, and then just realize, like, hey, I'm just, I'm just researching, really. You know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just discovering different parts of my I'm just getting to know myself, getting to know my thoughts. Right? It's kind of like riding a bike. In the beginning, I fell a lot when I was riding a bike. I was shit, shite, at riding bikes. I fell a bunch, that's kind of what happens mentally, vibrationally, right, you fall a couple times, or a bunch of times, <laughs> and you fall into these dark thoughts, and thought loops, and pain body attacks, but the more you practice, well, then it becomes, the bike gets a little bit smoother, and a little bit more smooth, and a little bit more smooth, and pretty soon, you're fucking coasting, going wherever the hell you want. The same thing applies to our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions and the actions subsequently that trickle down from those thoughts, those seeds that we've planted that create our reality. Now I'm saying, do you feel me? We're on, we're on 40 minutes on this episode as well. Pretty dope. <sighs> Love talking to you guys. So to wrap, um, the, the takeaway from here is for today... Just notice where your attention is going, right? The habits, people, places, things, and then notice, well, how am I responding, right? Because if we're, if we're noticing it, then it's easy to not react, right? If, we're not, if we don't notice it, if we don't acknowledge it, if we're not aware of it, well, then we're reacting to it. But if we're aware of it, well, then we can respond to it, then we're being proactive. So then when you respond, notice how you're responding in this situation. Ask yourself, how am I responding to this? And you don't have to wait for a negative situation to happen. Literally, you could just do it right now. How am I responding, Dante? How, how am I responding? Let me ask myself. How am I responding to my environment right now? Well, I got my, my iPhone XS with my headphones plugged in. Podcast is recording. It's pretty cool. Got my tea. Beautiful, beautiful did I say sunset earlier? I meant sunrise. Beautiful sunrise. Um, it rained last night. It smells like... <sighs> it smells like wet dirt and rain, which is amazing. Oh, my God. If someone created, like, a perfume or a cologne, I'd, I'd buy it. I'd buy it for everybody, including myself. Mm, if, if I were to categorize this, put this in a state of love or state of fear, well, I would say I'm responding with love for the environment i'm acknowledging giving attention to the beautiful things all around me so i'm going to attract more of that oh wait a minute some thoughts are creeping in some worries oh my god no point focusing on those there's no point no point nope they don't do anything for me they don't feel good and what do we want to do we want to build the habit of feeling good So let's acknowledge and focus on the things that are amazing and beautiful and great and respond with love to what's happening in our world. The more we do this, the better we're gonna get. So with that being said, I love you. Please share this episode with one person so we can spread the message and help more people build the habit of feeling good about their life, about themselves, about their circumstances, so they can master their thoughts and be more of deliberate creators and attract the things that they truly want. So it'd mean the world to me if you sent this to one person. I love you. Namaste. And I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.